Welcome back to Third Base Dugout, Season 3, Episode 3. The World Baseball Classic is in full swing, so we're going to give you uh, kind of our opinions on that and uh, the Edwin Diaz injury and USA going to the final. Also, we're going to give our awards picks for the season, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year. We'll give them all to you, and then we'll obviously we'll try to look back on them at the end of the year and hope that they're not just horribly bad. Um, but until then, make sure you go follow us on Twitter at Third Base Dugout. It takes literally two seconds, so I would just just go do that, and um, then you can get on with your day. Um, but have us in have us in your ear while you're doing it. Makes it easy. So, uh, gentlemen, the World Baseball Classic has been nothing short of electric. Yeah, it's been great seeing all the big players on the big stage. Some some guys that you don't typically see on a big stage, uh, i.e. Mike Trout, um, playing some meaningful, meaningful baseball games. So going into the championship, I'm looking forward to who they match up against and seeing those guys play. Yeah, I mean, it's been – Super cool, like, seeing these amped-up atmospheres. Like, obviously, USA played uh, pool play in Arizona and then came over to Miami. And, like, I think it was before USA even – yeah, before USA even played a game, like, Miami was already hopping because Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico played a winner-go-home game. And, like, packed stadium. Like, they're bringing drums and chanting and, I mean – and it literally felt like game seven of the World Series in Lone Depot. Orchestra, a full-on orchestra on the stands, it sounds like. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Mike, how much of how much of it have uh, have you watched? Um, I've been able to catch a little bit here and there, uh, mainly highlights. But, you know, you can still feel that electricity comes through, especially in, in that game of Puerto Rico. Um I mean, that's why that's the part that I looked forward to the most. Not as much of like, yes, it's going to sound really bad when I say it, but wasn't about following USA that much because we get to see those players, you know, all the time, you know, but being able to see the atmosphere that, you know, some of the foreign countries create is, is a special part for me. Yeah. I mean, like Japan's been super cool. Like you're seeing these guys who, uh, could potentially become big leaguers uh, at some point soon, like Roki Sasaki. Uh, or it is Sasaki, right? Yeah, Sasaki. Um, I mean, he. Uh, that's a that's a really cool uh, cool guy to watch throw. I mean, he throws ninety nine to one hundred two with a splitter that sits ninety two to ninety three. Um. Obviously, he got touched up a little bit tonight against Mexico, um, which, by the way, we're recording this during kind of the end of Mexico-Japan. It's the seventh inning right now. Um, but, like, he's going to – he's only 21 years old, Sasaki is, and he's going to be posted for the majors at some point in the coming years. So, like, him coming in and, I mean, it would be really cool if he, like, teamed up with Otani when he came over. I mean, wherever they may be, I'm sure Otani, wherever Otani goes, there's going to be a lot of money anyway. So they might, they'll probably be able to afford Sasaki. But nonetheless, like 
Like these dudes are super fun to watch. And I mean, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Dominican Republic didn't even make it out of pool play. And they had like an all-star lineup. It's unbelievable. Who would have thought? Who would have thought going in that the DR wouldn't even make it to out of the pool play? And Randy Rosarena, big time Randy, pulling Mexico, <laughs> putting putting them on their his backpack to uh, – I guess now semifinals was the game's going on right now. So I guess we'll see yep. what, where they end up. Yeah, they're up three to nothing in the top of the seventh, two outs, but Mexico is hitting. Um, and obviously, Randy uh, robbed a home run earlier, caught another one on the warning track. He was signing ball, he was signing baseballs in left field, literally in the middle of the inning. Um, just unbelievable stuff, man. Like stuff that you don't see in the regular season, stuff you barely even see in postseason. Like, these crowds are awesome. The players are awesome. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It is definitely a lot of fun. But um, I don't know. Like I can't tell what would be a better matchup. Like I really want to see USA face Shohei Otani in the final. Like I think that'd be because Otani would pitch tomorrow night. Um, if it comes to it, or I guess it'd be tonight because you'd be listening to this on Tuesday morning. But like. The like that's that would be one of those games that like Cooch, you and I are in a group chat. Um, and I think one of them said it's like that's one of those games that you would look back on and like be it would be memorable because USA would be facing the, the most talented baseball player of all time. Yeah. And like the, and for the world baseball championship. Like it's it's crazy. Like that that's a crazy concept to think about. Yeah. That I mean in in my opinion, that would definitely be obviously the better game between the two, but not to not to to throw a Mexico USA game championship under the bus either, because that as well would bring in obviously a bunch of TV numbers and the stadium yeah. would be rocking. Um, I think both scenarios are win win, but a Shohei Otani versus Mike Trout at bat would be all eyes on the television, glued to it. For as long as yeah. as many at bats as they they have against each other, that would be iconic for sure. That would terrify me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like USA would one hundred percent go be like shut out through six. Oh like yeah, Connie's just rolling with eleven punch. <laughs> I think I think, so. I think the USA stands a better chance against Mexico, <laughs> but the Japan game would be a better viewing experience. I think. To be fair, USA has already lost to Mexico. Right. Yeah. So, so I mean, maybe a new team. <laughs> yeah. Either way, they got their their uh, money cut out for them. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what they what it ends up being. But I mean, USA's earned their spot in the championship. So that's as much as you can ask for. Thanks to thanks to good old Trey Turner, Michael. What what was your immediate thought at uh, that Goldie uh, taking that? Oh shoot! What was it? Who was pitching last night? Uh shoot. Who was pitching for uh uh for Cuba? What was it? It was Roanis Elias, right? I should not. Yeah, I said I think that's that's correct. How, how are you feeling about Goldie just starting just taking people yard, like balls inside off of the plate, just takes it four oh seven to left field? Does that get you just pumped up for the season? It does a little bit, but like, yes, I'm going to sound like a spoiled fan, but 
that's just what he does. Like that's why he was MVP last year. <clears throat> like <laughs> nothing with that guy really surprises me right now. You know, but to see that he's already doing that because notoriously, at least from when I've been watching him, you can tell that he's locked in when he's starting to pull the ball. You know, he's just such a good hitter that he lives up the middle so much. But when he starts pulling balls like that, then you know it's it's trouble for everybody else. Yeah. So don't want him to get too high right now because we still got some more meaningful games to play. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely a good sight to see him, you know, already turning and burning on some balls. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, I mean, the lineup itself is just unbelievable with Betts and then Trout, like one, two. And you got like Arnado and and Goldie. And then it's like, oh yeah, here's four more or here's five more all stars that we have. Like, oh, by the way, our nine hole has hit a has hit three home runs in his last <laughs> two games. Like three, three home runs in, in in six pitches or something. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean Trey Turner has basically kind of become Captain America this year. Um, that homer, the go-ahead grand slam against Venezuela to to stay alive. Uh, I mean, it, that was one of the kind of cooler moments that I've witnessed watching baseball. Um, because like it, it feels like there's a little bit more to the World Baseball Classic this year. I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch it a ton when like Adam Jones made the catch or. Like, uh, the last time they had, I think Puerto Rico won. So like USA was like, you know, here hit, hit and miss, but like, I, I'm enjoying watching Otani and Sasaki throw. Um, but like that home run by Turner was one of those like all time baseball moments. For sure. <clears throat> and you see, all the time, like the World Baseball Classic clips of all the country's players get hopping out of the dugout. And you don't really see that too often in, in MLB, despite there being a big-time home run. But seeing our guys jumping out of the dugout, cheering, like how much it means to them. And it wasn't even a championship game. I mean, yes, it was to go to the championship I mean, last night was, but even the t- Turner home run was just to move on. Like, it wasn't to hoist the trophy. Like, yeah. it just shows how much it, it means to them, which is cool to see because, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about how much does it really mean and, you know, why even have the World Baseball Classic if it's not even, you know, if it's a, a Mickey Mouse trophy of sorts. Um, but – it just shows how much it means to the players. And I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's, you know, up to the players on how they should go about the world baseball classic, how they should feel about it. And it seems like they've embraced it and look forward to it and have loved doing it. So, yeah. I mean, and then of course there's the downfall of it and Puerto Rico's celebration after beating Dominican Republic, Edwin Diaz, uh, tears his, uh, Shoot. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to be out for the season after getting surgery. So, um, obviously, that is horrible news for the Mets, who just spent a boatload of money to try to win a World Series. Um, and then 
actually in USA's game versus Venezuela. Um, Jose Altuve gets hit on the hand, and now he's going to be out, I think, like two to three months. Um, So it sucks. Uh, That's the part of it. But, like, these things could have happened in spring training. But, I mean, you ask every single one of them, none of them regret it at all. I mean, you're playing for your country, and, I mean, it's basically like the World Cup. I mean, these guys leave their club teams to go play in the World Cup, and, I mean – they're not going to be. They're not going to hang their head if they get injured in the World Cup and can't play for their club team. I mean, their contract's yeah. still going to happen, and they're still going to play hard. You know, I mean, it would be a bad product if they were to go play yeah. and not give it their all. So, yeah. like you said, it's part of it. It sucks, but you know, it could have happened anywhere. I mean, what would be worse? It happening a month before the season or it happening during the season? You know, exactly, exactly. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's a very it, – it, I hate to even say it, but it's a very Mets thing to happen. Like, like it's just before the season even starts, like bad stuff is happening to them. Um, but I guess that's just the way it rolls. But how, how what, what confidence level do we have in America winning tomorrow night against either of these teams? I mean, I'd say <laughs> – no, no, on a percentage, probably neither would be higher than a, uh, a 60, maybe. And it, the 60 would be Mexico. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mike? Um, against Mexico, give it a 69. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then versus Japan, the, Japan's percentage of winning is sixty nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mean, the fact that they would have Otani and Yu Darvish to throw at us, and we'd be starting Merrill Kelly, just doesn't quite sit well for me. <laughs> no, no. At, at least against Mexico, I think uh, Taiwan Walker is scheduled to throw the championship yeah. game. That's what they're oh, saying. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I went to 69 instead of 60. It's like, this whole, this whole I, thought, I think Julio Julio Arias would be available. What like would be available. Because he threw Saturday. They're saying on something happened on the or the Luis Arias home run tonight that it seemed like Taiwan Walker was one of the more excited. Mexico teammates because he was in line for the start if they were to go on. That's cool. That's cool. That's got to be a pretty cool feeling is like like your your team takes the lead and like they're in the driver's seat for the World Baseball Classic Championship and like you're just like in a dugout like all right let's lock in let's go. There's two ways he could have gone about it. He could have been excited and jumped out of the dugout or he could have gone into the locker room room and said oh shit here we go (laughs) (laughs) that seems like the more logical option (laughs) yeah i think that's what what i gotta play america yeah what i would have done that's for sure oh man after usa just put up 14 on cuba last night um awesome stuff though you world baseball classic is going to be super fun tomorrow night i mean i can imagine super packed crowd whether it's USA versus Japan, USA versus Mexico. I mean, that, that crowd's going to be awesome tomorrow night. And 
I can't wait for Trey Turner to hit another home run because I mean that's I might might just be kind of a a free one there. That's 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 gonna that's like a given. There's death taxes and Trey Turner hitting another home run tomorrow night. Um, but anyways, let's uh, let's roll on to our awards picks because these might take a little bit. So um, let's let's roll on into it. Do we want to start from MVP or do we want to start from Manager of the Year? Start from manager of the year and then work up, like in in value, I guess. Sure. All right, um, Mike. Mike, we'll start with you. We'll go. Just give your AL and NL. Um, AL because I feel like you should have got it last year. Scott Service and NL. It's so hard not to pick Ozzie Mormol. Um, gosh, man. NL manager. That one's kind of tough, man. Uh, let's go with – let's go with uh, – let's go with Brian Snicker. Of the hmm. Braves. Braves gonna have a pretty dang good season for Brian Snicker to get it, and I think that they will. I think they will too, honestly. Because I, of course, me, I, I'm, I'm a storyline guy. Seattle, if they make the playoffs again, I think that they should get it. I'm not saying Terry Francona didn't deserve it last year, but I felt like Scott Service should have won it for breaking, you know, helping lead breaking that drought. Excuse me, in Seattle. And then Brian Snicker having to having to overcome um, the Mets payroll of everything they would have hadn't done. That if the Braves win the AL, I mean NL East, and win it handily, that I don't see how you go against him being the manager. Manager of the year. Understandable. Um, I like the Scott Service pick because Mariners are fun. So why not? Um, both of those teams are fun. Braves and the Mariners are very fun. Um, Jojo or yeah, Dojo Romero is fa- is uh, facing Masataki Yoshida right now with two men on and a three run lead. Yoshida hit fifty six bombs in the MPB last year, and it's a two two count with two outs. If he strikes him out, oh, get out ball, get out ball, ball. Oh my god, it went out. Speaking of, Masataki Yoshida looks good, and I am excited for oh, him to be a Red Sox. My god. He just golfed it. It's a tie game now. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a tie game 3-3. Three, three. Oh my god, man! He literally just like golfed it and like wrapped it around the foul pole. Only a matter of time before uh, before they got on the score sheet. Yoshida is such a stud, man. This was a changeup. He basically like one handed it and just wrapped it around the right field foul pole. Man, that's sick. Um, fun stuff. Gotta love the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> 
makes spring training so much more electric. Um, all right, Coots, your manager, managers of the year. All right. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go for the AL. I'm going to go Terry Francona running it back. Um, I think that the whole AL Central is just kind of going to be. It was a dogfight last year, but it was a dogfight of medioc- mediocrity. Uh, however, I think this year they are going to take a little bit of a step up. However, not, you know, going to be outstanding by any means, uh, you know, in comparison to the AL East or whatever. But I do think the Guardians pull it out of that division. And with that being said, it's probably not going to be by a long shot or anything. So, um. I'm going to go with Terry for the Guardians, as I don't think they – as well, I also don't think they really take a step back from last year, and I think they're going to be in the same spot, playoff team and everything. And then for the NL, I'm going to go with Bob Melvin because I see the Padres winning that division and that kind of being a storyline of, oh, it's not the Dodgers anymore. You know, the Padres becoming this somewhat of a giant slayer in that division and then becoming the team to be and going into the playoffs, being one of the top seeds, um, I think will kind of earn him at least being a nominee and ideally winning. Yeah, the Padres should, I mean – Bob Melvin should probably get it if the Padres do end up winning that division. I mean, after being in the backseat for how long now? I mean, realistically, he's going to get some votes just based off of that. Yeah. Um, so, I, I like that pick. I like it. Also, I had Tito Francona, actually. I crossed him out. So, I, I told you all before the episode that I had not crossed out managers of the year. And throughout <laughs> this episode, I have also I have now crossed out both of mine. I, I did have another written down, so I will see if you, you end up saying who I was thinking. So for my AL Manager of the Year, I actually went with Dusty Baker. Um, I I was I'm, I went through the divisions. I'm like, all right, think about teams that maybe weren't good last year and could become good, or teams that lost some people and can become really, really good. Um, or like, and could be coach could be managed to become really good. Yankees, I, I thought, no, there's no way they're going to be better than they were last year, regular season wise, right? The Red Sox, I had thought about it, Cora, but I just don't think they added enough. And I, I think losing Bogarts, I just don't see them being competitive enough. Um, Kevin Cash is always an option because the Rays just come out of nowhere all the time. Um, I couldn't even remember who the Blue Jays manager was this year. Um, so if anybody wants to help me out on that one, much appreciated. Um, John Schneider, is it John Schneider? All right. John Schneider could realistically win it because the Blue Jays are going to be nasty. Um, and I had to, I had Tito Francona because, you know, I mean, they finally added some pop in Josh Bell and I was like, all right, the Guardians could really take a step up to like 95 win range this year, like 95, 97 win range if their pitching keeps holding up. But then I'm like, all right, Dusty Baker could legitimately take that division that everybody thinks is going to be so good because the Rangers just started adding people. 
and the Astros could win 100 games again this year. And like that's probably where I'm going to go with that because they just got Jose Abreu, who's probably been the most consistent hitter in the AL since I don't know. Mike Trout was actually healthy, um, so I went with Dusty Baker because the Astros could could realistically win 100 games again this year. Um, for the NL, I had another one of these cases where I had somebody switched them. I had uh, Dave Roberts because of how much they. I mean, they lost Trey Turner, the injury to Gavin Lux, like a lot, of, a lot happened. And for some, like the Dodgers just reload. They don't really rebuild, they reload. And so I thought they would win maybe 95 games this year again, just out of nowhere. But then I thought about in-division guy. I went with Tony, Lo, uh, excuse me, Tori Lovello. And the Diamondbacks could be a lot of fun. You lose David Peralta, but you get, I think, was it Teoscar? Yeah, Teoscar Hernandez. Um, you've got Corbin no, Carroll coming said, up. Was it was it Hernandez what, or was it Grillo? Grillo. Gr- I can't ever get two correct. I mean, yeah. Hernandez went to the Mariners, but yep. one I knew one of the two went to the Mariners, one went to the Diamondbacks. Couldn't remember who for the life of me. But um, yeah, they've got they've got Corbin Carroll coming up, who's going to be a, so much fun. Um, I think I think the Diamondbacks could make a little push for a wild card this year. Reno too with Lourdes Gurriel. So. That's right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of rookies, they're gonna be they're gonna be so much fun. And Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallon, those guys are pitching well. Our guy, uh, our guy Joe in the in the pen, he's gonna take over that closer role by mid-year. Just saying, move over Mark Melanson. Um once they finally realize that Joe is the best arm in that bullpen, they'll actually figure it out and, and just keep winning some ball games and not give up three runs in the ninth inning. Um but yeah, so Tori Lavella. Yeah, I think that's a good pick because you know who ends up usually winning it is just some team you we didn't even think of, and it's somebody that outperformed their expectations. So I think Mike it'll, pro- it'll probably last. it'll probably end up being like Bruce Boshi or something down in, in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Mike actually went with Lavella last year. I think. Oh I wow, Randy Rosarena double, maybe triple. Uh, double. Wow, this dude's playing out of his mind. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Mike. I'm pretty sure you went with Lavella last year. I think I did. Yeah, maybe you're just a year. Yeah, see how that turned out. Future. Right. See how that turned out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Coots, uh, you take us with your rookie of the year. My AL rookie of the year is I came down to two pitchers and I am going to go with the more talented pitcher. Um, I'm going to go with Grayson Rodriguez, obviously top pitching prospect going to come up this year at some point, uh, probably ideally uh, by on, on the opening day roster. Um yeah, his his stuff is off the charts. Plus fastball, plus I'm hearing plus plus fastball lately, um, and obviously secondaries that he can command like nobody's business. Um, he looked good this spring, um, and he fills a hole that the Orioles desperately need in a bona fide one number one starter for their rotation um right now if if they don't bring him up immediately you know you're sitting with Kyle Gibson and Kyle Bradish 
you know, manning the rotation. But if they can get uh, Grayson Rodriguez up there in time to to make a solid impact, they could be in a good spot for the season. Um, for my NL Rookie of the Year, I am going to take the low-hanging fruit and take Corbin Carroll. That is just simply because I believe he is the most talented of the bunch. Not to say he will play up to that expectation, but he's in the best chance and position to get ample opportunity to show that he's worth the new contract that he got, as well as, uh, you know, being on the Diamondbacks, he'll get enough run to settle in, and I'm sure they'll give him enough time to settle in. Yeah. Um, I really like that Corbin Carroll pick because if I'm going to say Tori Lovello is going to win manager of the year, I might as well back it up with a little bit other evidence. So I'm going to take Corbin Carroll as well for my NL rookie of the year. Um, he's so much fun, man. He's so fast. Um, I think he can, I think he could end up batting around 300 with probably 30 stolen bases and, and I don't know, uh, maybe 15, 15 pumps. So, um, 15, maybe 20. I don't, I don't know what kind of power he has overall, but I mean, over the course of a season, but, um, Carol is super, super fun to watch. So, um, him setting the table for that lineup will be, will be really, really fun. Um, so I'm with him and then, uh, go with a guy who I saw in, uh, at the diamond last year, actually. Um, I'm going with Anthony Volpe for American league. Um, because I, I hope he comes up early enough to win it, rookie of the year. Um, because I saw him at the Diamond last year playing against the Flying Squirrels, and uh, he hit two bombs in a game, and both of them sounded like a like a bomb went off when he hit it. Like it was just like a and like ball was just gone. And so I take my small sample size and I raise him a rookie of the year. Sure. I I I hope he comes up for May. <laughs> I don't know if he will. I mean, I don't think they're going to like rolling out IKF or whomever. Well, else. it could be Oswald Peraza, though. Or, it could, no, it could be Oswaldo Cabrera. I kind of can never It's Oswaldo Cabrera and Oswald Peraza. Peraza is the shortstop. Oswald. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they could go with Peraza start, or they could just do good split them both second and short. Okay. Yeah. But regardless, yeah, we'll be. Mike? Um, AL Rookie of the Year. <sighs> um, didn't think I would actually do this, but I'm going to go with uh, Yoshida. I think him coming over. Bomb and with... all of a sudden, Mike is really interested. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's the fact he's coming over with pro experience. You know, so he's – I think he's going to be a little bit more used to the rigors of the season, you know, coming up from playing professionally in Japan to play in here. Yes. It's going to be that transition from, you know, talent level, but already being used to being a pro, I think is going to help him, you know, especially playing at a high level. Um, so that would be my AL pick NL pick, uh, Jordan Walker. Um I think he actually cracks opening day lineup. Um, I think he cracks opening day roster for the Cardinals. And 
think he goes on to hit I'll give him 37, 37 tanks. Wow. And wrap to him, Ricky. Wow. Um, by the way, just in a time of us having this conversation, Randy Rosarena doubled and then Alex Verdugo doubled to bring him in. Mexico takes the lead four to three. Now Mexico has the uh, runners on the corner to one out. So Joey Menezes uh, just had a just had a single, but Verdugo did not score. So Mexico's rolling again. So um all right, yeah, I kind of figured you would go with with Jordan Walker there. Um, another little sleeper pick for me though would be Ellie De La Cruz because he might single, he might have like sixty stolen bases. I think so too. I just I I worry that they won't bring him up early enough. Yeah, almost yeah, like a o- almost like a O'Neill Cruz situation of last year. He legitimately where, could be the first like thirty sixty guy. Yeah, it'd be insane because he raked. If if it was clean slate and all these guys starting at the same time, it, it I would have definitely yeah. done Ellie. He is sure. going to come up and literally be the fastest player in America, and he's also <laughs> going to just hit pumps. Like I I love it. Yeah, and he's yeah. going to be playing in Great American Ballpark where you can just do the, all those things all. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just show it all off. You you could look like any it, the best hitter on the planet over there for sure. I love it. I love it. Also, uh, uh, Mike Mason win is going to be very fun because Mason he throws about three hundred miles an hour across the diamond. Yes, you know Neil Cruz he, are just going to be going back and forth, just trying to take the first baseman's glove off. Is it right. necessary? No. No. Is it? Is it cool? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he, he 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 pumps he uh, double pumps four times on his way there, but he does it on purpose to make yes. it close. Yes. I love it. Um, it's definitely going to be exciting to see him there too. Yes, yes. Um, well, so will Jordan so like, Walker start? At, where will Jordan Walker Walker start? DH. Uh, I'd imagine probably, probably DH, left, but but left will probably be. So my prediction for the Cardinals is, um, we probably tried to move Tyler O'Neill. Because this is this is his I think he has one year left of arbitration, you know, after this season. But it's it's really just been really inconsistent these last three years. Like he had a 30 home run season, but then he also had a season where he hit like horribly. Um one of the fastest guys, one of the strongest guys pound for pound, but it's just putting it all together. And I know it's weird to say that about a guy that's won at least one gold glove. Um, but I think that out of the younger outfielders, he will be the one to go just because he's closer to uh, arbitration. And Newbar is becoming an international sensation right now, <laughs> playing for playing for Japan. Um, and Dylan Carlson, you know, is a center fielder. So I would see O'Neal being moved, but probably for opening day. Um Walker would probably be a DH. Got it. Got it. All right. Uh, I'll kick us off for Cy Young's. Uh, for American League, I'm going to roll with a guy that never gets any love whatsoever other than winning or going to and and sometimes winning World Series. Uh, I'm going to go with Framber Valdez. Super, super consistent. 
and he can easily be like a two five or lower kind of guy. And he's going to win a lot of games because that Astros lineup is nasty. Um, so I think Framber could could go and win. I don't know, fifteen games this year and have a two four ERA and and work his way into a Cy Young. So um, he also has, I believe, the MLB record for consecutive quality starts. Is that right? Twenty, I think it's twenty eight or something like that. Yeah, um, it's quality starts. I don't know the number though. Yeah, so I think he broke the ground record of it. So. Um, yeah, Framber Valdez is my AL pick. And then NL, I went out on a huge limb here, and I'm – I don't know. <laughs> just I don't know it. why I wrote it down, but we're going to – we're just going to go with it. I put Dustin May. He is so filthy, and he – like his fastball moves the entire strike zone, um, and then his slider moves the entire strike zone the other direction. <laughs> So, um, and he's got like a changeup that just moves down uh, the entire <laughs> strike zone. So, like all of his pitches move a lot of different ways and very far in all those different directions. So if he can control it. I mean, before he got hurt, he was like a two seven ERA guy. Uh, he was super good, and um, I mean, he's probably going to slot into like a, a three spot in that rotation, maybe four, probably four. I mean, Arias, Bueller, Kershaw, and then probably Dustin May. Um, so he's not I, – I, I don't know why I did it because Julio Arias probably should be a bit of a better pick if I'm going to just go Dodgers route, but I went with Dustin May anyway. The thing I do want to say about the Framber pick is I thought about him, but – I do think with him being so ground ball oriented in the new shift rules that he will have some hits, have have more hits uh, this year. It's just a matter of, you know, look, if you get one hit up the middle, he's he's probably going to get you to roll over into a double play right after that. So it's it's one or the other. It's just a matter of how he can settle down when you know more runners are on base while he's pitching but again no no knock on the pick though it's still a very good pick i'm uh i'm with you on that frame of thing i'm with you uh just something, just something to consider mike yeah mike mike would be nice yeah, yeah. um A.L. Cy Young, kind of torn between two guys, but I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Luis Castillo from the Mariners. I, I just think that, like, granted, when he was in Cincinnati, I used to hate when we have to face him. Um, like, his stuff, everything he throws is just nasty. Um that giving him a full season, you know, especially in that division where it's not that strong, it's real top heavy, um, you know, but also like to just giving him a full year in Seattle, which is most of those AL West ballparks are not, they're, they're more neutral. They play more neutral than, you know, favoring either side. 
you know, so playing in Cincinnati, he's playing in a hitter's park and still put up really good numbers. So I'm going to go with him uh, getting a full season in Seattle and kind of taking over that Felix Hernandez type of vibe, you know, feel that they had there. So Luis Castillo in the AL and, and in the NL, um, I'm going to go with Zach Gallon. I thought go about him Gallen. about 10 seconds ago. Yeah, go Zach Gallon. The only thing that may get him, and yeah, I know that we had talked about how they could be a wild card team. I think team success might hurt him, you know, in this, but I think he's going to have, he started to really put it together second half of last year and started to show why he was, you know, one of the higher rated prospects. I think he's going to, you know, go ahead and put a stamp on that and, and get him a Cy Young. Um, Mexico just tacked on another run. Isak Paredes, a single, but the runner, but Manessis was thrown out at the plate. So uh, five to three heading into the bottom of the eighth for those keeping track at home. Um, I guess you wouldn't be keeping track at home because you would have already seen it by the time this came out. So. <laughs> Uh, for to me, our, to, track, to our free. live audience, yes, <laughs> to our live <laughs> audience that we did not know. Um, who, uh, yeah, 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 you're saying, yeah, yep, yeah. So, for the American League, going back to the whole point of all of us have said that this our pitchers have disgusting stuff, and there's no way around that. Um, when you talk about Dylan Cease, I think Dylan Cease it will roll away with the Cy Young this year. Um, I think it's a matter. I think he the past few years has been kind of noted as like effectively wild in some in some cases. Um, on top of his stuff being absolutely disgusting, so I think if he gets this year under his belt, I think last year was also a little bit unmotivating was at some points with the, with the white Sox and the way things were going. Um, I think they'll be better this year. And on top of that, on uh, additional motivation for them playing more impactful games and him being more locked in on the mound will be more suitable for him to play better, put up better numbers and be more locked in. And I'm going to say the same reasoning for my NL uh, Cy Young being Sandy Alcantara, no way around him having disgusting stuff, but as well as I think, don't, don't get me wrong, I don't think the Marlins are going to make a playoff push or anything, but I do think they'll be better than last year, win more games, and have that boost of confidence when Alcantara, or uh, do you guys say Alcantara or Alcantara? Alcantara. Okay. I, I, he's nasty. Yeah, he is nasty. <laughs> anyway, anyway, he will have that boost of confidence taking them out and being like, hey, you know, more than last year, we could win this game. You know, I could actually pitch nine innings and still win. You know, the, the, that whole concept was is probably a little bit more motivating than how at some points last year was going. Picking Sandy to go back to back. Dylan sees. I mean, had a reasonable case last year too. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's rolling with the hot arm. Yeah. The the only thing that the only thing that kind of stings about the uh, Sandy pick is that 
the Cardinals still traded him for Marcelo Antonio and Zach Allen. <laughs> and that we could stands. definitely use both of them right now. <laughs> imagine imagine your same team with with Dylan yeah. C or with, with Zach Allen and Alcant- Alcantara. And Tar and then Jack Flaherty being like a three four in that rotation. Yeah, it'd be pretty sick. But uh, when some you lose some. Uh, a little uh, by the way, a reliever that could potentially win it, um, who seems to be getting closer and closer every single year would be Emmanuel Classe. For sure. Uh, because he is virtually unhittable. So um be on the lookout for that. It'll be the first one since be quite Ken- the sleeper. Kenley? I think oh. Ken- did Kenley never Kenley. win it? I can't tell you. I think the last reliever to win it was Gagne. That's probably right. Yeah. Is that 04? 03? Yeah, I think right right about there. Yeah. Yeah, With the with the Dodgers. Um, all right, Mike M V E. Uh starting the AL, I'm gonna go with uh Jordan Alvarez. Oh, Jordan Alvarez. His bat speaks for itself. He's been like it's scary to think that he's so still so young and still so good. Like you know, so Jordan, he has at least one, maybe two MVPs in his future. I think he gets the first one this year. Um, and then NL MVP. It would not be a show if I didn't show. Mark Cardinals some love. And I'm going with Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. He's due for he's due for one. Last year it was so debatable between him and Goldie, but Goldie just with got so hot starting off the year. Like he tapered off towards the end, but Nolan came on hot that um I think this year that Arenado finally gets one of those MVPs to throw in his Hall of Fame resume. I like it. I like it. Arnado is definitely a pretty good pick. Uh, and obviously, Jordan is the best hitter on the planet, so that doesn't ever hurt anything. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go on the limb like you did with the Dustin May. No, no, I don't know why <laughs> I, I went on. Well, I don't know why I went out on that. Like, like that was a that's a very thin limb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I. But- I am 240 pounds standing on a limb that can withstand about three. <laughs> You're on a cherry blossom tree limb. But if, it, if it, if it I'm doesn't break. Um, what is it? The peanuts tree. The Jolly Brown tree. <laughs> a bonsai tree. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi's tree that you're standing on there. If it doesn't break, though, you'll look like a genius. Oh, yes. Of course. True. I'll be able to look back on this and be like I told everyone so. Uh, Coots MVPs. Okay, starting with the AL, and I've I've said this for a while, and I was still kind of on the train last year, despite Aaron Judge's season. Uh, I think just for the foreseeable future, as long as Otani stays healthy, it sh- it should be Shohei Otani, regardless of anything that happens barring another 62 home run season from Aaron judge. Um, uh, he's, it's just no way around the fact that he's the best player in the game 
you know, just take away the whole most valuable everything. He's the best player we've we've seen play the sport. Um uh NL I'm gonna take a guy that's consistently top ten in voting in, in his entire career is Freddie Freeman. Because if the Dodgers are gonna stay afloat this season and make a playoff push, maybe not win the division. And if they do win the division, it's going to be in large part because of Freddie Freeman and his consistency at the plate. Um, he's done it all of his career. I don't see any reason for him to stop doing it now. Pretty sure he finished third last year in NL. No. Arenado was third. It was something – he was in the mix with the with the Cardinals guys, so – wasn't wasn't too far off last year. I don't see him being too far off this year either. Hmm. All right. Um, AL MVP. I'm pretty locked in on. Um, NL. I've got zero idea. Um. So, for AL, I went with Julio Rodriguez. Um. I mean, I think he could easily be a 40-40 guy um, in the future, if not this year. Um, I mean, just an absolute stud. So, um, I think Julio is a pretty, pretty good pick there, um, especially if the Mariners are going to do something this year. And then for the NL, I almost went with Captain America, Trey Turner. Um, but instead, I saw someone's stats – this spring so far i was i was watching uh some baseball today and i was looking at the lineup and i realized this person was batting 438 with a 1400 ops and he is an everyday starter in spring training and that is matt olson matt olson is hitting the shite out of the ball right now <laughs> and so i was like it's you know crazy what? i know maybe idea. he's gonna win mvp <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah we got we got brian going out on a couple on a on a couple limbs tonight yeah i mean that one's at least a little bit stronger than the dustin may lamb yeah um, yeah yeah at least at least matt olsen's been like somewhat close before in his career like yeah but uh, you're gonna you're gonna bypass two other braves that have been closer yes you're correct um but I saw something that every MVP, I can't remember how long it had dated back to, or maybe it was like each of the last four or five or six MVPs have have batted at least 300 with a 1200 OPS in spring training. And so I did they pull saw, that setup just Matt for Olson. Matt Olson? <laughs> I saw Matt Olson. I'm like, he might be unanimous MVP. <laughs> <laughs> well, based off of that alone. That's the only thing I'm basing it off of. So I hope he does it. Um, That's like the whole uh, March Madness. Every winner has been top 12 in the preseason. Exactly. Top top 25 week six and had a, had a teammate named John. (laughs) That's pretty much the basis that I'm going off of. Um, So yeah, that, I'm going to go with Matt Olson. Um, yeah, strictly, strictly because he is just raking in spring training right now. 
So well, next next week we're gonna have to hide all the trees from Brian, so he doesn't hang, so he doesn't stand out in too many limbs. When I'm we're just gonna be snapping limbs out there. Hurt himself, right. yeah. Yep. Well, I'm glad oh, to hear that we'll, we didn't we didn't overlap too many picks there. I think the only one was me yeah. and Brian uh, taking Corbin Carroll, which I feel like was probably the most the easiest one that we would have doubled up on. Yeah. I mean, uh, Otani probably would have been a pretty good one, pretty easy one to double up on. Um, Considering I picked Cease last year and he almost won it, I probably could have picked him again this year, but I decided not to. Um, if, you, if you were talking before I did, I would have, I would have switched to somebody else. I know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I freaking love Dylan Cease. I think he could definitely win Cy Young, but uh, I guess I'm a little butthurt that he didn't win it last year when I picked him. So <laughs> can't play against him. him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, gents. Well, but like, uh, well, last thing for me. Well, one of the last things. Mm-hmm. I think that. Okay, so here's my here's my realization about Shohei Otani. Okay, you know how most time we talk about it, it's kind of poo poo the idea. I'm like, eh, whatever. There is no doubting that he is the most valuable player in baseball history right okay let's let's not go that far for me for me okay but in the current game he is the most valuable player because of what he does on both sides but again i always rest back on during the season you can be the most valuable for your team but like who had the better season so i think in some ways it gets it's kind of gets misconstrued, like because yeah, you say he's more valuable because he's gonna bat lead off for you, hit you 30, 40 homers, and strike out two hundred guys off the mound. Yeah, it's pretty valuable, but in the context of the season and producing for winning, that's where you know I kind of get you know burned out on like some of the Otani talk. I'm like, yes, he's the most valuable. Nobody else is doing what he's doing, but they had to make it to the playoffs yet. You know what's crazy is that, like, his MVP season, he had an MVP caliber season at the plate because he hit, like, what, 47 home runs or whatever. Had more home runs than anybody else, including Vladdy that year, who hit seemingly a a bajillion. Last year, he had a Cy Young caliber season. Could you imagine if he just put two and two together? And just decides to have like a two three ERA with like twelve. Well, I mean, just get just give me double digit wins on the mound. I don't care. I know the Angels suck, but like, just give me double digit wins on the mound. I would stupid stat to go point off of there, but uh, like a two three ERA with forty pumps would be awesome. Yeah. I think I might like, I might get a. I might like go on eBay and bid on like a Shohei Otani like signed jersey if that happens. Just, just for them to miss the wild card by five. Exactly. Years. Like, <laughs> like it's still gonna suck. Like Mike Trout's not gonna play the final two months of the season. Like <laughs> because they're just gonna like rest him for next year. Because <laughs> they're thirty games out of the AL West. Yeah. I mean. Well, I, I guess right. so. Let me let me kind of ease you guys' mind about something. Um, I guess kind of foreshadowing until next episode, but Otani won't win AL MVP 
because he's not going to finish on the Angels by the end of this season. He very well may have a good chance in winning like NL MVP or NL Cy Young <laughs> because I don't I don't know how that would work. Yeah. I feel like they is just his, his stats him, get right? split. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. So, no, it would be similar to when um CC Sabathia went from the then Cleveland Indians to the Milwaukee Brewers and he had that dominant stretch like that second half where he pitched the Brewers into the playoffs. I think he won the Cy Young that year, and it was the NL one. Hmm. And I think he actually got some NL MVP votes as well. Um, let me fact check myself on that. But I'm I'd, I'd imagine the Cy, Young, the Cy Young stats would be a lot easier to bring over and translate than an MVP stats and resume would be. Uh, let me see real quick. Good old Karsten Charles. Karsten Charles Sabathia. No, so he actually won the Cy Young the year before. He won it in 07, but then 08 was when he got traded. But he went 11 and 2 with a 1.65 ERA and 17 starts for the uh, Brewers. And Pretty sure he received some top five votes for that. That's nuts. That is nuts. What a stretch. Yeah. Well, Jets, yeah. um, next week we're going to pick our division winners and World Series matchups, etc. Um, So be on the lookout for that coming next Tuesday because the season starts next Thursday, I believe. Um, So it's going to be – the end of spring training, I believe, is like this Thursday. Um, and then they get a week to travel and everything, kind of get their bearings, practice at the uh, other ballparks, et cetera. Um, so be on the lookout and uh, and uh, tell us your MVPs, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year. Let us know. So um, we look forward to hearing from you. And until next week. Clear eyes for arts.